previously on The Guardians of Hell. In our last episode, Nora and Rowan were finally reunited with their parents. They took them out to dinner with Hans and Franz to catch up and filled them in on the stories of working in the Merchants Guild and ended up sharing a little bit more about their dangerous escapades. Uh, during the dinner, Rowan revealed his magic abilities to their parents, and they were concerned, but said they would speak to the elders and ask the spirits for wisdom, as they weren't 100% sure what was causing his abilities to manifest. Uh, although Hans and Franz, Josh's character, was suspicious that their mother, Lyra, might have been a little bit more insightful into it, but didn't say what her suspicions were. After spending quality time together the next day, Una finished her dress to give to Nora just in time for the play and for Nora's birthday. Uh, now the party is finishing their final preparations before heading out for the evening at the theater with Lyra and Callum to see a much talked about play, The Last Queen of Fahal. Uh, so you guys are all kind of doing your little last minute preparations, getting ready to go to the play. Uh, as you're getting ready, Nora, your mom kind of like taps uh, like on the door to the hireling quarters and asks if she can help you get ready. Um, yes, that would be great. Actually, I can't quite can't quite get this this strap tied. And she's like fiddling mm -hmm. with the dress, trying to get it on, you know. Probably swimming right. in it, considering yeah. her petite stature. Would Una want to get ready with with uh, Nora specifically, or no? After getting the dress finished and bathing and I power mean, napping, probably just in case there's any alterations that need to get done and like help her get into it, you know. So I guess together they're just like, like, okay, I think your head goes in the, in this way, and then oh, don't don't get your arm caught in that in the liner right mm -hmm. there, like. Is just like trying to fiddle with it. Exactly. Um, cool. Well, you can do that. Uh, your mom definitely helps you get ready and she'll make small talk with you, Una, kind of about like, oh, where are you from? I know you've been busy working on this dress. So I'm, I'm very interested in meeting all of Nora and Rowan's companions and you must be very close with them if you spend all this time making this very elaborate dress. Yeah, small talk. I mean, Una would give very brief descriptions how, like she lives up north and she's sort of close with everyone and she is doing her best and Nora's awesome and Rowan's weird I don't know stuff like that but like awkward uh she she says if you do things if you make such elaborate outfits for people you're only sort of friends with I can't imagine what you do to for the people closest to you well, I would consider her close. I just, I don't have a lot of friends outside my village. So mm. I would consider them a friend. I can understand that. Many people from our home village are like that as well. The more you're traveled, the more easy you can find it to make friends in unusual places. Um, Nora, sweetie, hang on a minute. I don't think the sleeve is on right. And then like starts adjusting it and everything. So, you know, helping get ready. And then she'll ask how you're doing your hair and everything like that. Um, Nora's just tea posing so that her mom and Nuna can just like adjust the fabric as needed. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, your mom basically just helps you get ready. We'll make small talk. And then she'll say, um, I'm going to go leave with your father and change clothes uh, at the inn. And we'll be back in just a little bit. But when we get back, we'll be waiting for you in the dining hall. We have stuff to give you for your birthday. And she gives you like a kiss on the cheek and then... Well, you, you didn't have to get me anything, but... But thank you. We'll meet you downstairs then. Or we'll meet you in the dining hall. <laughs> this is one story, you guys. I know. I keep thinking that it's got multiple, like, floors, but no. I mean, there's a basement, but... Oh, God. I think that's Ugh. what's tricking me up. Um, okay, so yeah, you guys are left to get ready. Um, you can make small talk if you wish. Uh, I don't know. Nora just lets Una do her hair at, like, however yeah, she wants I'll to. Yeah, I'll start, like, doing small talk, wishing her happy birthdays. Like, are you excited to see the show? Very small, like, filler talk. And she's just going to do, like, the basket braid that she did the first time she got to play with Nora's hair. And, yep. And Una's going to think about, oh, crap, I don't have anything to wear. So she's going to think about something and then use disguise self when she gets closer. So... <laughs> That's because I didn't think that far ahead, so just go in peasants rags. I mean, it's not peasants rags. I mean, it's her her normal attire, but she's probably gonna be like, oh, I should, probably should make myself wear a dress too. So she'll probably think about that while she's doing Nora's hair, and then like right, probably like a couple blocks away, do use disguise self, and you just get all done up in your combat gear and you're just disguised self. I am pretty. Yeah, pretty much. I'm I mean, also <laughs> ready to go. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. In case there's a fight that breaks out. Hey. Um, exactly. I gotta be prepared. You never know. Are you Things leave in the shadows. Are the boys doing anything special to get ready? Was there anything you wanted to do before no, the I don't, play? No, I don't. Well, I mean, I, uh, I know I was gonna, you know, Probably, like, try to get my kilt cleaned. Um, but otherwise, I was just going to, like... What did I... I got a hat. Like, I got the multichromatic hat that I was going to wear. But, yeah, otherwise, nothing nothing special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it... I don't know if it was the hat that was multichromatic. I thought it was the feathers in the hat that was multichromatic. No, that was for... That was for Rowan. Rowan. That's what yeah. she's saying. Uh, and then, yeah. okay. Josh, you did get... I got a cap. You also got, like, some finer clothes, too, while we were out shopping. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I got... I got the, uh... Your digs. Not quite noble clothes, but, like... Those tear down. High-end yeah. merchant. Higher merchant. Yeah. <laughs> You got a set for your brother too, didn't you? I got my No, own. I got him a he scarf. Got That's what it mm -hmm. was. So he can be fabulous. There you go. We're, we're yeah. all decked out. Um, uh, Hunter friends would probably find his brother after you know bathing and everything, and uh, have him um, rebraid his hair. Um, put the fetishes back in, and then you know. Put in my hair oils and whatnot to smell fabulous. <laughs> um, Musky. Oh, Jesus. No. That's what normally oh. men's cologne smells like is musk. No, I'm not putting on cologne. I'm putting in like hair oils. 
Make it shiny. They're probably they probably are actually like a little like what most people would think as effeminate, but mm. he likes the smell of them. Like yeah, when he goes when he goes to like hug the soap store, or whatever the, <laughs> for the fuck you buy him. Yeah. You know, it'd be like like, oh, here's our oh man, is this rose oil? Well, mm-hmm. you, the line of men stuff is ah, I'll get one of these. It's actually funny because I'm pretty sure historically, like there wasn't so much, like there were certain things that were really stratified by gender, but like for men, like is if you were rich, that's what it really came down to. I don't think there was necessarily men and women's sense, but yeah, I don't know in this yeah. episode. But yeah, yeah he no, would I- he would have whatever. I mean, because we talked about this in the past, where he has oils mm-hmm. to. Since he keeps it braided so much, yeah, you know, he would treat it that way. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep uh, it healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, lilacs. <laughs> oh, that's a good smell. I would my favorite perfume. I, I love lilacs. <laughs> I do too! I always find it weird that guys or women will buy perfume because they like it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times men will buy cologne because they think a girl likes it. And I'm like, no, if she likes the smell of that, I'll, I don't care. I'll wear it. It smells amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a shit. I think if I, re- <laughs> if I ran into a guy who smelled like lilacs, I would be like, whoa, you smell so good. Damn. Damn, girl. boy. I mean. <laughs> Damn, boy, girl. You smell good. I like me some lilacs. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, we should all get lilacs. Back to this D&D, uh, thing. D&D thing. So you get ready. You found your brother. Um, had him braid your hair. Uh, Rowan, when are you donning your appearance for the night? Probably like just before we leave. Okay. Um, I'll wait for Mama and Papa to get back. Mm-hmm. Are you putting the feather uh, in your hair from the hat? Oh, yes. Yeah. The fe- the feather is already. Um, so I don't have a hat technically mm-hmm. um but i would say it's it's tucked in my foliage in my, my branches up top your foliage okay <laughs> my, my hair branches um well there's no more preamble with getting ready uh your parents make it back and they didn't have super super nice clothes but it, it's not bad like they're not wearing like workers clothes like your mom's wearing more of her nicer tunic with so like the stuff that underneath. we go to like festivals or something with yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and there and your dad is kind of wearing the same sort of thing where he's wearing it's a tunic style because you know the Fae are into the tunic and like leggings underneath. Uh and they're just kind of waiting out in the room dining room for you. And then uh when you come out, Nora, they're just like, Oh, you look so pretty. Nora's just blushing so and just keeps pretty yeah. quiet because She's like, stop looking at me. <laughs> your, your papa is a little teared up, and but is trying not to like make you feel super insecure because he can tell you're a little bit embarrassed. Um, but he's like, you look so beautiful, Nora. And then your mom says, oh, what did she say? She's like, it's so strange to see you so fancy and so grown up, but it is quite nice. I suppose it's time to give you your gifts for your birthday. Um, and she kind of looks to your uh, papa, and she's like, Callum, you can give yours first. Uh, and he pulls out this intricate hand-carved box, um, which, you know, it's it's got all these little trees and designs on it that he carved into it. Um, and when you open it, there are 
four or five figurines in there. Um, and it is, they are little perfect wood replicas from each of you. And uh, the the fae deer, Corin, that your dad always rides as part of your family. Cute. Um, and they basically are all made of different woods. Nora's gonna take each one of them out like individually and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just like admiring the detail of them. She'll go over and hug Papa and give him a kiss on his cheek. Like, thank you so much. It's, they're, they're amazing. They, they'll help me remind myself of home when I'm feeling a little homesick. That was, that was the, oh wait, I gotta do dad's voice. Hang on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) That was the point. They're actually, when we were caring for your trees in the groves, we took some of the branches that fell down and I carved these out of them. These are from our trees? Mm-hmm. Each each one is from our trees, but they are from branches that had needed pruning or were had fallen on the ground anyway. That's so special. Even more special than if it was just mm-hmm. from other trees. Thank you. He gives you like a, a very gentle hug where he doesn't want to mess up your hair and dress and like no, squeezes cute. you tight and then kisses your forehead. And he's like, happy birthday, Nora. Thank you, Papa. Mm. Uh, and your your mom ends up pulling. Real, real, real oh, yes. quick. So they're they're figures of Each the of family, the family and, yeah. Got it. And Corin, your guys' fate here. Sam, did I give Nora her present? Yes. Already, with, so that so you now have, I have two figures two of, them, of- <laughs> which is perfect because she will put them both next to each other and like be like. This one's from Papa. This one's from Rowan. They're both adorable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that you had also made one for her. That's, yeah. that's okay. Um, your mom then uh, pulls out um, a sack and she says, uh, this one I felt like was time to pass on to someone else who would get more use out of it. Oh, she'll go ahead and take it and look inside and stuff. It is your mother's traveling backpack that she <sighs> has from all of her days of adventuring before she settled down in your guys' home village. And it oh. used to hold a bunch of trinkets and stuff in it. And now it doesn't have any of that in there. And she said, your papa made a box for me to store all of that in. And I figured since this is from my traveling days and it served me well, it should go to the next person who's traveling constantly. Uh, are you sure? I know how much this meant to you, though. Objects are only good if they're being used, and I feel like it's a chance for you to strike out on your own and find your own way in the world and take it with you. Well, thank you. I, I've i kind of wanted a backpack for a while now, just to keep potion ingredients in and make sure that I've I've got everything I need while we're out, but... This is this perfect. A lot Thank of, you. There's a lot of inner pockets on the lining, so make sure you utilize them. Even better. And she gets all excited because she's like, organization too? <laughs> uh, so you got your gifts and they your mother gives you a nice big hug. Um, and, you know, just kind of looks you over in your dress and is just, you know, both of your parents are super proud and happy to see you so grown up. And she says, uh, Live your next 20 years for you, Nora. What'd she say? Live your next 20 years for you, Nora. 
I'll try my best. I, I think that, honestly, being with all of my friends here, they've, they've helped me grow in a way that I wasn't expecting. So, I'm excited uh, to see what the next few years come on to be. She's gonna go ahead and, she's gonna look to to Rowan and just hand him the bag quick. Could could you run and put this back with our stuff? I don't want this to to get lost or anything, and it's a little hard to move around in the in the hallways in this dress. Yes, of course. Thank you, manservant. Helpful brother. Jody, take this down. Rowan, as because it's getting close to when you guys are gonna leave, so I'm assuming everybody is gonna meet in the dining hall. Rowan, when you come back from delivering the bag. Uh, are you gonna walk in in your your look, or are you gonna walk in as Rowan? Uh, I'll I'll still walk in as Rowan. Okay. Um, but as soon as as soon as we're actually like, okay, let's let's get going. Um, I'll I'll quick change form. Okay. Uh. And what and- pray tell is the form that Rowan chooses? So if if it is if it is time to head out, then um, yeah, we- you'll see. You'll see Rowan um, shift into a form that looks like Callum, um, but slightly younger, maybe a little bit less muscular, um, and a tiny, just a tiny bit. How how tall is Papa? Um, he's like about six one, so he's close to Hans and Franz's height. Okay, so I, and I can with a foot with, down or up with the hat of disguise. I can yeah, so just like an inch shorter. <laughs> So six foot. Then, then Callum. So yeah. six foot even. Okay. Um, so how young yeah. are you making him look? Like, is he in his twenties? Is he in his thirties? Because your dad's like in his upper forties, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably like twenties. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of gas from both of your parents. Uh, they both look so kind of a little bit taken aback by the change. Um. Maybe a little bit more than you were expecting, but then they're like, "Is that one of your your new abilities, Rowan?" Oh uh, no, I actually, um, and I'll, I'll take the I'll take the pin mm-hmm. off <laughs> and and show it to him. Um, it, it's it's a hat of, hat of disguise, um, so it, I can turn into whatever form I'd like, and I'll put it back on mm-hmm. and, and retake the form. Well, you definitely look like a young version of your father. Close, a little different, but it's a little strange, but it is very, very wonderful. I hope it's not too strange. No, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's just I wasn't expecting it. And your dad's kind of quiet, but like nodding. Um, Actually, give me an insight check from Nora and Rowan. <laughs> I should. Oh, I'm, all I'm the years I've lost. Oh, to look like that again. <laughs> um, D&D Beyond. 22. I'll roll with my new with my okay. new mini dice. I think I have a flat. Oh my god, natural 20. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Okay. Um It's just it's just a straight 20, but so I think I have plus 0 to insight. I'm just going to use this. Oh, yeah, cuz I rolled so shitty. You guys can clearly see that like especially on your dad's face more so, there is a little bit of um, bittersweet and more of like a, a brief moment of like sadness, but then kind of like, you know, he's his normal self and is like, 
ah, I was that handsome once. And she's like, I feel like you got better looking even as you got older. <laughs> Cute and gross at the same time. <laughs> uh, and yeah, but like it passes. But both of you knew, noticed that especially your dad looked really like emotional for a moment, like kind of bittersweet scene, like Rowan's disguise. So anyway, um, you guys can head out unless there's any other business you had in the guild. Lizzie, I just messaged you something quick. Um, yeah, uh, I see what you messaged. Let me reply. Secrets are lies. It's not true. It's just info lies you are don't, secrets. It's just info you don't know. <laughs> well, is it that the pot a pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, Perfect. Okay. And I, I was expecting one of you to message me that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys make your way and you can see on the lovely map, you walk out of the Merchants Guild and you go in through the South City Gate right here. Just see for reference, the Merchants Guild is right here on this new map. Ooh. Um, I haven't looked at it yet. Holy cow. And you yeah, make Lizzie your way up. Overhaul. You, ma- you make your way up the center road through the city, crossing through the central market, and then veering a little bit west in the city um, towards the area where the it's the outskirts of the Petals District, and this is the part of town that's home to the Novice, the Open Park, and the Zoo. It's kind of also known for entertainment, and as you near the park, you encounter a three-story amphitheater, um, and... You know it as the Chalice Theater. Amphitheater? Amphitheater, I'm sorry. Amphitheater. Amphitheater would probably be much different. It's just just missing a wing. (laughs) It's missing a wing? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when the balconies collapse and then are removed. It's an amphitheater. While people are still in there, then it's in. Um, anyway, so you guys knew this was the theater to go to from your original meeting of the playbill when you talked to Rhiannon, the Chalice Theater. Uh, it's one of the six playhouses in the city, and it's known for catering to a wider audience with merchants, lower and upper classes. Uh, even though many of the merchants or the nobles can hire acting troops to perform privately in their homes, like there are still some that come to live performances. On your way over, Megan, what did Una decide to wear? <laughs> Oh, um, I think she's going to put herself into a dress similar to Nora's, not quite as extravagant, like more peasanty, higher merchant, kind of to go with the mood of everybody else. And it'll be like a like a dark blue on the top, and then it ha- on the bottom it'll look like waves. So it'll be like dark blue to light blue and it'll look like waves are crashing on the bottom. And that's what she'll do. And she'll make her hair like super curly, but like all down. So it's not in her mohawk, but it'll still be her red, reddish brown hair hanging down her back. So yeah, kind of more motif of her village. And especially since that's been kind of on her mind lately and try to make Nora feel less uncomfortable. 
Her dress is still very fancy. Oh, hell yeah. Like her dress is super fancy. <laughs> that reminds me, Rowan, um, as a young Callum, would dress a little bit fancy. Um, not like dressed to the nines necessarily, but... Um, he's got to upstate... He's got to upstage Nora. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just just um, slightly compliment Nora's outfit. Can't, can't upstage the birthday girl. Um, how are Lyra and Callum, like, walking with us to the theater? One foot in front of the other. Um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of stopping and looking around, taking in sights and walking with Nora and Rowan, but, like, they're not, like, on their arms or anything. Oh, okay. Why? Just wondering. I have suspicions, okay. but okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I feel like there was going to be a question from that, and then, nope. No. Um, um, out Una would probably be oh, leading ahead. the pack, right? Since she knows where this is compared to the rest of the group. Yeah. Because you go to, you've been to the novice before, and you know that the playhouse is not that far on the Just road again. Leave. It's like a, it's like a 15, 20 minute walk to the center of the city. So, um, anyway. Uh, so there's a lot of, like, m people outside, like, chatting before the performances, and there's actually some food stands nearby, and then there's, like, small blankets set out with, like, trinkets and everything like that. Um, stuff like that for shopping. There's some people selling, basically, pottery, jewelry, flowers, some fortune-telling, but instead of it being the cards, it's, like, the crystal ball and, like, throwing bones and stuff. So there's just... Is there, is there like pottery that has the scenes of the play on each side? Since <laughs> <No, so, laughs> we can't buy the DVD yet. Um, no, Did it's probably more sheet like... music of the, of the soundtrack? Of the score? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's unfortunately not. It looks like there's more of like the pottery is just kind of like simple wares, like, you know. Oh my gosh. What? I have just come up with the best magic item. Oh, the no. use of a magic item. Okay. Where, like, uh, after a play, there would be little trinkets for sale, like little little characters of the characters <laughs> that have magic mouth cast on them. <laughs> and so you would say a line, and then it would, like, say it's part of the line back to you. Like, like whatever, like, big moment from the movie or the play yeah, that they performance. did yep oh, well man, I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be awesome you have to collect them all if you if you buy the whole set yeah <laughs> lizzie's like typing that up for and later that's going in her notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know no no this is fine it's fine i'm just <laughs> um no the pottery is more simple um in general it's not super elaborate uh it's it's like you know basic wares like cups plates you know wait There's, do we need to bring our own cups in here uh, no <gasps> there is somebody selling like rotten like like they have snack like fruits and stuff like that there are people selling like some rotted partially rotted cabbage oh, yeah, and like yeah, 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 yeah. and tomatoes and stuff like that <laughs> i are they hoping that it's a bad show <laughs> this is, that's actually a thing there, there was like oh a no real, i definitely understand that mm -hmm. th there was a very real market back in like medieval times yes. where people would like bring all their old shit and sell it at plays and, and stuff and, yep. and huh. 
if there was gonna be like some big debate or whatever oh yeah because huh. like i know that's where um the the website rotten tomatoes got its name oh yep. for bad reviews yep but uh, it just it just feels like putting the cart before the horse like oh get some rotten tomatoes just in case it's bad but yeah if, <laughs> if you don't have them you're gonna regret not having them right true true but then and if you, it's FOMO. And if it's good, then you just got a pocket full of yeah, but you'll, tomatoes. <laughs> you'll miss your chance if it's bad. You, well, can't, see if, you can't go buy them. Oh, it's been bad. I have if to go move, when everyone if, else is already If the play the gets cabin. over and you, and it was good, then on your way out, you throw the tomato at the guy that sold it to you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Let's uh, get some cabbages, buddy. <laughs> My cabbages. I mean, if you want, you can buy some. I, I do. I, I do want to try and find. Um, I don't know if this is a thing here. Um, some like, like roasted almonds or something. Yeah, they would have that as a snack. There's roasted almonds. And then some like, I don't know what fruits are in season at this point, but like apples, berries. So I'll buy like a pack of raspberries then as well. How much do I owe you? Uh, for almonds and a pack of raspberries, probably like five copper. <laughs> I just want to keep it on the up and up. Yeah, probably like five copper. That's probably not right, and it just doesn't consist with... Uh, it probably isn't accurate it's, it's, with the other it's, food costs. It's, it's fine. theater move, it's fine. like food. Yeah. It's Of course it's $12 for a soda. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. All right. Uh um, Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you guys can mill about and go shopping for a bit. Is Rihanna um, here? You know that you're supposed to go meet her. There's, like, a statue nearby, so I'm assuming you guys are going to oh, go over that way. Yeah, but I, I wanted to give you a chance there. to... Sh okay. Enough shopping. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> well, people continue to shop. I, I know where everybody is. I can... Yeah. But... So you yeah. go over and look for her. Okay, yeah. Um... If anyone else goes with him, that's fine. Um, you go yeah, over toward. No, probably way. would. Okay. Um, you walk towards the center of this area, and there's a fountain, and there is a statue of a man cloaked in vines and wearing like kind of also a cloak at the same time, and they have like grapes around their feet, and at the at, they're wearing like um. Their face looks like it's kind of split into two different masks, like, and one's really happy and one's really sad. Um, and give me a perception check. Eight, so ten. <laughs> uh, it takes you a minute of walking around the fountain because you're like, I don't know what she'd be wearing, but eventually you run across her. She's wearing, like, a dark, like, gray cloak, and she has uh, her hair dyed brown again, which is kind of what threw you off. You're like looking for red, red, nope, nope, nope. So yeah, she's just sitting around the fountain, basically. Waiting. Hello. Oh, you guys made it. I was wondering when you'd show up. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted. I pulled up my packs of food. <laughs> That's probably smart to How bring snacks. How long have you been waiting? Only, ten, only 15 minutes, not that long. Was it 10 minutes or was it 15 minutes? Uh, Is 15 she already minutes. lying to us? Yes. She don't trust you. Um, <laughs> well, if you'd like to come mm -hmm. over and join us, everybody else is still over. 
in the buying shit area. <laughs> that I don't is what you call it. The market. No, I mean there was actually someone selling poop. <laughs> yeah, he said something about throwing right next to this mm-hmm. cabbage it's guy with you. Like yeah, the rotten fruit. Who's gonna buy rotten fruit? It's well, disgusting. It's kind of a tradition. If certain, if the play is really bad, sometimes people on in the pit throw rotten food and other detestable things on stage. Well, who put them in the pit? Wait, does a pit like a fighting pit? No, I I think I talked about this when we were talking about the play. There's the seated areas where you have a better view, and then there's the people that sit on the ground and have to kind of look up to the play. Uh, but it's standing room only, so there's no seats. Yeah, we talked about it, but so the whole place the is a pit. It's a well, it's a circle. It's a circular building. So there's some big center where there's a ground level, and then that's where people stand, and then there's the stage, and then we're sitting up more in the seating areas. Oh, okay. Not too high up, but still like not on the the not the best level, but the second best level. Okay. Oh. By the way, she hands you back about, because you gave her like a platinum, she hands you back like five gold. Because she's like for booking the seats where you're staying. Ah, yes. I was like, Uh uh, I don't remember paying her for for hanging out with me, but Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, Uh, Yep, you paid for her company (laughs) to pay people to hang out with you. Yeah, to have friends. I do it with Sky all the time. I, I, I get out the treats and she's like, ah, what's up, dude? Hey, I'm like, ah, oh, I love you so much. I wish Rihanna, you wouldn't leave me again. Rihanna's the same way. Um, she's motivated by roasted almonds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. head back and, and introduce her mm-hmm. to... She, wait, as, she says... Oh, go ahead. What do you want to be called this evening? I've been thinking about that. Um, since you are all pretty used to saying my full name, I figured it would be easier to catch a slip if you stuck with the re part. So just call me Rena. Okay. It's easily done. Um, and then go over and, um, and I'll, you know, kind of get everybody's attention. Like, hi, everybody. Rena's here. <laughs> she waves and then, uh, you know, and then- kind of- Rina, this is Violet, Violet, Lyra, Nora, and Callum. Did you no, forget? I was gonna let Nora introduce. I was, I was like, <laughs> Sam can introduce her parents. I'm like, that is not her character's name. But uh, yeah, he would let Nora introduce oh. her parents. Oh, Rina, um, this is Mama and Papa. Well, uh, I suppose Lyra and Callum, um. She's awkwardly like motioning, like I've never had uh-huh. to like introduce people before. Like I'm not used to this. I don't know what to do with my <laughs> hands. Yeah, my mom and dad. This is mama and papa. This is mom and dad. This is mama, this and, papa. Is mama and dad. Well, that's not what not you would the call mamas them. Mamas and papas. But... Uh, Rhiannon is a uh, very like you know polite meeting them, and she says it's so nice to meet you. Your children are so sweet. I've loved getting to know them and um, just makes, you know, small talk introductions with them and everything. And then Colin's like, Nora, your dress is so beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen a style quite like it before. Oh, uh, actually, Una made it. She she spent a lot of time on it. It was a it was a birthday gift. 
She she worked. Una's just gonna like it. back away and like hide a little bit. Yeah, she she's a Una, you look lovely as well. I've never seen your hair out of its braid before. It looks nice curled. Thank you. It's easy to do with magic. Technically, you still haven't. Well, you can't tell that. Ronan, like, gently, like, tries to brush a curl aside. <laughs> and she says, that's a pretty good illusion. What's Rhiannon wearing? <laughs> a gray cloak. It's a and... very inappropriate question to ask. Uh, all right, so Rihanna, I wanted to get know, the DM something the DM I know would have prepared and was yes. very excited to tell everybody about. Um, she's, You're welcome, friend. You just want to know if she's matching you. That's all. I mean, that'd be that'd be a bad. I wouldn't even thinking. know if you were like she's wearing puce. I'd be like, does that match? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> she is wearing the Mad Max Road costume from earlier. Yes, so we do match. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, she's wearing. Um, normally, she has her hair in a like just down or in like a kind of simple braid. Today, she's actually got it like in a. I don't know if you know what a crown braid is, but it's basically where it's the braid and it's like looped around the top of your yeah. head, and you know um, it it's woven in between the strands. Is woven basically. It looks like green ribbon, so there's like little pops of green. Um, and then you can't really see the full outfit under the cloak because it is kind of cold outside, but she's, it looks like she has like a black, like fitted dress with like, like fitted sleeves, flowing skirt. And then part of the dress looks like it's kind of like specifically like tucked up and you can see like underneath there's like a green underskirt to her dress and she has like a greenish black belt. What? She's showing her underskirts? Well, this is a common thing in medieval fashion. Like, there's a lot of dresses where, like, there's the overlayer, but then there's still another layer of skirt underneath. So it's not the same as... The, if it was her real underskirt, it probably would be, like, white. Not silk, Lumers. but, yeah, adjacent. Yeah, you'd, it would be, like, an actual, like, shift, so... <laughs> not a boat, a skift. <laughs> Don't you remember I made that mistake really early in the game? I said... <laughs> Yeah, you call it a skift instead of a shift instead of dress. Shift. <laughs> um, no, so yeah. You look lovely as well, Rena. <laughs> she kind of gives you like a look like, I knew it was a good idea. Thank you, Hans and Franz. Um, I'm, ha I'm surprised and actually, I'm surprised you're wearing a shirt tonight. It's an interesting change. Well, I, he I wears a shirt when he goes I to know. visit her. I know, it's just only happened like twice. <laughs> It's true. It's only been twice. Yeah, I figured. You know, I should probably look nice mm -hmm. this evening. Are you wearing your scarf, what? too, that your brother gave you? Like, what color was the scarf? I can't remember. Uh, it was, it was the, it was like a shift between green and blue, like mm -hmm. our eyes. Does it? Um, I don't know what color green was Hans and Franz wearing. <laughs> what shade of green? <laughs> I think we said like a uh, foresty green. Yeah. The scarf probably would have been closer to an emerald green, but you know, what is, does Hans and Franz care about things matching precisely? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Then you're probably wearing yeah, it. Yeah, he'd probably be wearing it. If yeah. it's a cool evening mm -hmm. and he's got his... It's yeah. a cool thing. No, she compliments, she compliments the scarf and kind of is making small talk with... I will say that um, I will have brought my weapons and stuff with 
and given them to Una to put in the bag. Mm, smart. I got you. Una can just wear them, so <laughs> yeah. she could just have them on a person, too. I was trying to, I, I actually, I remember after the last session, I was like thinking like, how could Hans and Franz wear his sword and not be, <laughs> he, he has a long sword, not a short sword. And while he is tall, eh, it leans to the a, right. He dresses to the left, though, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite. It's got to be balanced. It's got to be balanced. Um, as you guys, no, uh, honestly, if you guys had weapons, Udo would just put them on her person underneath the You disguise. would make a whole lot of noise. Probably. He would just say, just put it in the bag. Okay. It's okay. If anyone wants her to carry a weapon, she mm-hmm. will. I highly doubt anything will happen, but you never know. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I've I've never been to a play where the co- where combat's actually broken out during the play. Uh, there's been some drunk people that have gotten kicked out of a play before, but for a second, Lizzie, I thought that was just you telling us that, and no. I was like, "What, I mean, the I was what kind of plays are you going to, Lizzie?" The coolest ones. <laughs> hey, man, there's some performances of Rent that get heated. All right. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are, man. Well, yeah, you talk about Rent. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Overpriced ridiculousness. Yep. Uh, to answer your question from a while ago, Lauren, with uh, we'll, we're gonna go a little high level for a second. Uh, Felix, I'll do a little lead in narration. You'd had a really shitty night the night before, and we're really tired and just feeling a little down. And your friend from the guild, Lasha, managed to. Um, she was going to go to this performance tonight. However, Florence of Dandel asked her go, to go with him a second night. So she had an extra ticket. So she gave you hers for this night. You've been loitering around the market, kind of just occupying time until it's time to go in for the play itself. A little lost, not sure what to do with yourself and reveling stuff from your previous night's mission when you spot the familiar faces of Hans and Franz, Una, Nora, and Rowan. Uh, they're standing with some strangers talking. Well, no, not Rowan. You wouldn't see Rowan. Uh, standing with some unfamiliar faces. It looks like uh, a human woman, maybe an elf woman, and then two human men. Okay. So you did spot them with your passive being so high. All right. Most of the group. Uh, yeah, Felix is totally going to keep his distance. <laughs> Not going to come say hi after you see us? I well, see how we rate. Yeah. You guys can give me perception I wouldn't check either. I will give a perception check. <laughs> I mean, my passive is a 17, but yeah, let's check this out. Seven. Oh, so oh that's oh. good. Hold on, let me find Una's character sheet. Uh, 16. That is a 23. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right, Una, you're the only one who spots him, but off in the distance, you kind of see like probably about 30 feet away from you, they were walking along the merchant sill area and you think you spot the familiar face of Felix and then he sees you and there's a little bit of a moment of like, uh, oh, like, but from 30 feet away, you see each other. Oh, Una would totally wave. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like, hi. Um, what does Felix do? Una's clearly spotted him. You thought you rolled good enough, but she just noticed you. Uh, she got good eyes in the dark. Yeah, I do. In the, low- in the dim low light. So, are you, you 
using my role of 19 or just saying that in general? I was oh, using you had a roll of 19 for stealth. Was your, that was your social stealth check. So with your t social charisma in there, it would have been a 21, and she got a 23, so she okay. noticed you. Sure. Okay. Uh, I thought no one was going to notice you. I didn't either. Luna <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the win. Faith can He very awkwardly waves back. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't want to like... do this. But hi. Uno would totally point him out to the rest of the group. Be like, oh, look, it's your friend. <laughs> uh, no, I just wave. Cross will wave. <laughs> well, who's what friend? Uh, you're one from the Thieves Guild. Don't say that to me loudly. <laughs> like, what the heck? He's not your friend, bro. I don't really know him. I've only met him the once. Uh, Felix is approaching at this point. Hey, 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 hey. Are you saying this in front of like the parents and Rhiannon yeah. or like apparently? Yeah. Oh my hey, God. you know your one friend that's a thief. You know, and killed that guy in Luna the back alley the other day. Yeah. Awkward. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, that's funny. Uh, Rhiannon's like, you know what would fit her, sort of. She she kind of like raises an eyebrow and like whispers to you, Andrew's Hans Franz. Maybe you two are more more of scoundrels than I realized. I don't know if I should be associating with you. Like, but it's I'm very playful. Like, now it's it's uh, he's he kind of helped us um, in the sewers a bit, and mm. that's kind of it. Right? No. Yeah. No, he helped you save the boy. He was in your first ever mission. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we met yeah. him. We met him saving the, um, when we saved the guildmaster's son, the son of Bobby Billy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, Sounds like a bad fiction um, book. Oh my god! I forgot that's what you called him. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. Bobby uh, Billy, son of the son of <laughs> Guildmaster Williams. Mm -hmm. Um. But no, he'll kind of like he'll he'll mm. say like, "Oh, we met him, yeah, doing that." But I mean, yeah, we do uh, we do hang out in some pretty shady places, if you know what I mean. And he'll like <laughs> kind of like try and be smiley with like playful with him. I don't know. Roll a charisma check. <laughs> roll a roll. I would a much prefer check. that. Roll I would much prefer that. <laughs> so charisma. Um. So yeah, Felix walks up. You see, like, uh... How much of that did he just hear? 18 on just... Probably, like, all of it. Probably most of it. <laughs> uh, Felix, you walk up and see them, though. Uh, and... I don't know, do you say anything? Your your parents are like, we're gonna go buy some stuff We're gonna go buy some stuff really quick while you talk to your, your other friend. And Callum's like... I like kind of want to. She's like, let's let's just let's keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. just like, oh okay, we'll we'll meet you up front then. Oh, <laughs> she like <laughs> looks over to Una like, why'd you have to say that? <laughs> why didn't you just say we hung out with a drug dealer in front of my parents? <laughs> Wait, your parents aren't cool. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought they did that, that fey weed. <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, mom is a herbalist, so. Wait, yeah. spice? Spice? No? Spice, 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 spice. spice. <laughs> you, you carefully notice Callum. <laughs> yeah, no. Snorting crack? What's happening? <laughs> it's not a crack. Okay. Please don't make that cannon. <laughs> it's not. I don't want Papa okay, to be a crack okay. <laughs> Felix, you heard them talking about that as you walk up. Um, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess that he can make a deduction as to who, uh, um. Rowan is? Yes, yes. Uh, give me an give me an investigation check? That's what it is to see through illusion, right? Uh, no, it's Yeah, a, that's what it is. Is it investigation? Because let me see. Yep, uh, disguise? Okay. Investigation um, yeah, it is. versus the spell spellcasting DC. My passive, is is, like passive investigation is 20. But I can roll with you. Yeah, you you're you're gonna I'm gonna say with your passive investigation, you're like, that's probably Rowan. He's tall. He who else would it be? He's got a fabulous multicolored feather in his hair, though. And it's just the body language is very rigid and stiff, like what you've <laughs> normally seen with Rowan. Yeah. Um I am so sorry, Liz, but I did not catch a uh maybe you could not be telling people in the middle of a crowded street about what I do? Do you do you not want people to know? Why? <laughs> Why would you think that he would? Okay. Because a lot of people seem to know. Um, Una, well, we know, and now more uh, people know because you just said Una, it. Una, I have a question Uno. for you. Who knows? Would you would you like us to tell you know everyone about your seal village with the shape changing? Stuff? I elbow my brother just like. <laughs> Point made. Did Felix like? Ask They're just gonna be like, uh, so, uh, are you here to see the see the play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what you're here for? Yeah. <laughs> you, sound, you don't sound uh, too, you don't excited, sound too about excited. about it. <laughs> uh, Would you like it, to join us? Is that possible? Uh, I believe the seats are are already uh set when you purchase them. Yeah, I mean, would if we were in the the pit, then, you know, it's standing room only. You can stand wherever you want, but we've got seats. We're in, since Lizzie's not here, row H, seats <laughs> 13 through 42. <laughs> we got a lot of seats. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, Rhiannon, uh reaches in and she says, um... Looks like the seats are, and she lifts off some numbers. Felix, you you kind of saw like the person they were talking to before, like from a distance, like a human girl. But like up close, you see this very lovely, like early twenties brunette with a very straight nose and tan skin and kind of gray blue eyes, uh, and you know about like a medium build frame and stuff. Very. Uh, familiar face to you say that but she's like ticket numbers saying what they are she says i don't know if that's where uh you're sitting but that's where we're sitting so maybe we'll be not that far away from each other and felix's voice flips a little bit higher uh yeah bye 
and he turns and quickly walks to the Do bedroom. We... Is there? I'm able to pick up like, on what just that, happened. That, that's telegraphing something. Yeah. Can I can yeah, I get like, some insight into like what's this? going on there? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and make an insight check, and Rhiannon's making one too because she's like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah, I want to know oh, what's going on here. I just got a twenty-one for Una. We're all vibing like, uh. Yeah, I got a twenty-two on that as well. Dude, what's with these high twenty rolls, man? <laughs> that's that's my that literally, um, the the two insight rolls that I've rolled tonight okay. are the only two above a ten that I've ever gotten. Nice, Lauren. Roll me a bluff check. Uh, deception. De- deception. That's right. We're not playing Pathfinder. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's only 15. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so anybody who got above a 15, um, describe Felix's... Oh, no, be, honest, be honest, Lauren, with that high of an insight for anybody above a 15, what was Felix's expression and then, like, mannerisms as he just bolted? Uh... Okay, I'll be frank. It <laughs> seemed like he was trying to change his voice. It seemed like he recognized Rhiannon. And it seems like uh, he uh, was trying to maybe uh, just process what was going on exactly and um, maybe pretend that, uh, I don't know, like by the raising and cracking of his voice that you know, he was suddenly nervous or whatever. Uh, like, but that might have been on purpose. It was probably definitely on purpose. So, also, I need to get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. With a dash of nooses, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's Homer Simpson going back into the bushes, but instead yeah. of it being slow, it's like. <laughs> uh, it's like the crack and grabber. Ronan is still like holding the tickets and is like kind of, like, really confused, like... I don't know. He can do weird sometimes. <laughs> I kind yeah, of wish I uh, could do that as well. That, that, that was kind of a quick retreat. It seemed like he might have known you. Have you ever met him before? Uh, no, I don't know. If he's in the Thieves' Guild, I don't know of anyone in the Thieves' Guild, but... Wow, they normally don't go just announcing it to everybody. Because she looks like her handmaiden right now, right? Her... Uh, yeah, well, so, well, Sophia looks like Rhiannon, basically, a little bit different, but yeah. Uh, no, Sophia doesn't look like me. Well, no, maybe, but Sophia wouldn't know anybody in the Thieves' Guild. Oh, that reminds me, and Rhiannon suddenly gets very angry, and she's like, Oh yeah, we're Song, and her. You need to talk, you need to talk to your friend at the Merchant's Guild. Song? Yes. What happened? Well, you remember how Sophia just left to go reunite with this person that she's been looking for for a very long time and uh, was very hopeful to be reunited with a childhood friend and helped inspire her to get into mimicry and acting? Yeah, Song Boxwood, yeah. Yes, if that is the one from her childhood, which probably is. Uh, She's gone to the Merchant's Guild every day for the last three days since we two days since I saw you, and every single time he has said he's not, not available to speak with her. 
Well, he could be or busy. And then or, um, last, last time she was there, they said that he they didn't recognize that name. Oh. Uh, or that he wasn't there. Well, did they say they didn't recognize the name or that he wasn't there? It's been a couple different answers from Sophia. She's crushed by it. I've got an idea. Um, after the play and stuff, maybe we can set something up with her to meet meet with me outside of the guild and then come in in disguise and kind of spring it on him. He, I think he might be just nervous, you know? Why would he be oh. nervous? I and don't it know. might not be him either. I guess we're assuming that it's him. I don't think there's too many. The stars you know, seem to fit the man named good. Song. That is true. Well, will you talk to him for me first and just see what his intentions are? I don't want her getting her hopes up anymore. She's been pretty crushed lately. She yeah, feels like um, she did something wrong. Terribly sorry for that. I did expect that of him, but. Well, you can't control other people, but still, that is... I wanted to bring that up to you. I'm sorry that we got distracted from talking about your... What did you say his name was? Did we say his name? Oh, yeah. Maurice. No. No. Maurice. <laughs> is she is out of, out of character. Is she yeah, talking Rian about Felix? She's talking about yeah. Felix. She's talking about Felix. Because she's like, we, maybe you guys were in the that, middle that, of talking about that, and then she remembered song. That was Felix. No, I really don't know anyone named Felix. I mean, I, I hope know. if if he did recognize you me, you haven't had anything stolen recently, have you? Mm. <laughs> Elbow, my brother. Do you, have you? Hey, had she a... already knows. Well, it's uh, also possible no. that she's like check, she's like checking her jewelry and like kind of like pats. You can see her actually like pat like above her knee for a minute. No, that's still there. Like, I mean, she could her, have been hired her to watch. Uh, you by Lord Fancy Pants, too. I mean, I don't they Felix don't just do steal things. I mean, observe what better way to yeah, observe I don't, a person. I, mm, the Felix is taking jobs like that for creepy guys. Well, he might not know that they're creepy. You might just be like, yeah, hey, but, watch hey can you watch this girl for me? Nah, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> There's no good way to spin that. <laughs> You've never done a mission where it's just been look and observe? I... No, no, normally it's like, you know, go Protect, and God do. Destroy. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I've been doing nothing but observing for over six months. Yeah, but you see, so... you were told to do that. Well, we yeah, kind of, you know, make our own decision. To too. But he could have been told to as a job. Well, I think that these people kind of pick and choose. Lauren and I are dying. <laughs> well, Lord Fancy Pants is into some weird things, and he's already been super creepy to read. Hey, I know. Let's all have a wonderful evening with our friends tonight. Um, if yeah, he looks you can see her getting us, a little bit cool. You can see her getting very uncomfortable. She's like, I'd rather not talk about rice. I just had to spend a spend a day or two with him around court recently before he went home again. Ugh. Oh, I forgot. He lives nearby. So, besides that, how have things been? How are you? Oh, oh God. 
I made notes in case you guys asked her what how she's been. I've been pretty good for the most part. Had a few dinners, had a few teas with ladies. Uh, just, you know, I haven't really spent too much time with Elaine lately. She's been getting, still having meetings with um, the elders from your village, Una, and um, getting ready for... It sounds like there's some cadets coming to study in the school, so I think she's getting some... ready for them to arrive, too. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, there should be, I think they said about a handful, four or five, mm-hmm. coming to do some research on the object that we saw or found, or... We, we knew that, project. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. knew that. That's, uh... Una told you guys. Yep. Um, and she says... Also, between us, things have been a little tense at court lately. How come? Well, um, there's been a little bit of disagreements over some of Elaine's things. She's been arguing with her small council a lot. Maybe it's time She's for a She's got a council of, like, pixies? Is it what? Sorry, what'd you say, Andrew? This is she's <laughs> got a council of pixies? No, no, no. That's a point taken. Maybe it's a bit of a misleading name. No, um, she's... I'm not sure why. She doesn't tell me everything, but I do know that the most obvious thing is that she's wanted to integrate the Monster Slayers order that is helmed by Lord Westwood and... Uh, the temple of Med- oh, what is it called? Medea? Medea. Medea? <laughs> oh, God. Medea, yes. Med- <laughs> Medea. Midas. <laughs> it's M-E-D-E-I-N-A. <laughs> Medina or Medea? Medina. Let's say Medina. Medina. I know. Um, the temple so anyway. of Medina. Medina. She's the goddess of the hunt, wilderness, fighting. Um, I heard Medea first, and I was yeah, thinking, I like, like Medea Tyler Perry, no! Yeah, I was like, there's a god of Tyler Perry? Ah! <laughs> oh, that's right, Lizzie. I've got to go. To go. Yep. I'm no, having a heart attack. In, I need in to. My, in my world, she is basically like Artemis, worshipped okay. as Artemis was. So, anyway, <laughs> so she says, they have an they have an order of monster fighters and Westwood being on Elaine's council as the keeper of beasts and overseer of monsters and stuff like that and fighting them. Uh, she's wanted to add elven troops and those of Fey ancestry into the order, and he views that as a violation of his decision making of who joins the order. Was that the same group of hunters when we first went into the village? The specialty force that they had there, the Seder Ceiling Lumberjack and Cutter one. Those Yes. Yes. The those ranger, ranger in that the ranger in there would have been a acolyte slash follower of that goddess. I have Ak Toy. Ak Toy is what I wrote. Akatori Village is the is no. the uh or, yeah, Akatori uh, is the village where the Kenku live. But yeah, they Cutter's Grove is the sun and the moon and something about virgins. Not, not, the, no, they worship hunting the woods and wilderness. 
Hey, that's <laughs> what I wrote. Sun, moon, arrow, such bird day. Such detailed notes. <laughs> hey, I'm in charge of money and loot. <laughs> and apparently um, fashion. Yeah. Anyway, so no, Rhiannon's like, her and uh, her and Westwood have always had a little bit of tension between each other, but they actually were shouting at each other not long ago, so hopefully that just just falls down a little bit. I mean, is it like, not like, trialed by merit? Like, I killed a, you know, manticore. Okay, you're in. Uh, yes, just... but... It, yes, but Westwood, and she kind of looks at Nora and Rowan specifically, he absolutely hates the Fae. In fact, his family legacy is hunting Fae in Cater Forest. That's a Nora thing? Just, it used it's to be. look before. on her face. She's just like instantly just like kind of has that, like, I don't like this person already kind of look yeah. on her face. Uh, Hans I, and hopefully Franz. we all do. Hans and Franz, give me, uh, specifically Andrew's Hans and Franz, give me a... Uh, Recollection? Uh, yeah, rec give me a wisdom with proficiency check. Roll a d20, add your wisdom and your... Oof. Uh, what was that? Uh, 11. 11? Yep. You've, you've heard his name before, but you can't quite remember where. You're like, oh, that seems familiar, but I don't know. Was, um. No, because Rice was the one... No, who's the one up in the in the the village with the with the ghosts? That was yeah, Meyerfield. That that's right. That's, 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 that's Eris. Yeah, Eris. Yeah. Eris yeah. and half sister Elaine or or sister Elaine. I feel like I know the name, but I'm not sure where from. Where was he at the tournament? Which tournament? The one in in the one that Windale. We saw you at? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tournaments that happen every year. Um, I don't well, think Westwood... I mean, above I table, it's the only one she knows that we've gone to because we saw her and we, like, specifically told her, like, know. Oh my god, we went to this tournament! Yeah, you right. were there! Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't um, you meet Westwood at the Gladiator like, Arena? Yeah, yeah Rhiannon's like, uh, no, he wasn't there. I mean, unless you're meeting nobles secretly at some other venue that I'm not at. Oh, like the fighting pits, yeah. Yeah, he might have uh, been there. Maybe. He's, I don't know he, if he goes there. Is he an asshole mm. who doesn't like to lose? No, that's kind of the problem. Westwood, even oh though he has he some very... He has a very abhorrent belief on Faye, which I would say is a knock against his character. His family and him are very well respected, and he is, by all other accounts, pretty honorable. Uh, his sigil is... That's not going to help me remember. Um... But so he was one of the guys that was like nice to me, right? Yeah, as you're as she's talking and describes what he looks like, which is he has an eye, uh, he not an eye patch. He looks a little weathered. He was like in his late forties, yeah. um, grayish hair tied back, and his clothes. Yeah, I do remember like, this the guy. Sigil. You're like you're like yeah, he was nice to you and actually wanted <laughs> uh, offered you a job in the monster slayers thing if you could prove your talent. If you know, yeah, you, no, you know he seemed. Yeah, I'll tell her and be like, if I would have known that, I would have. Answer with a punch to the face. I mean, I would recommend punch two of my it. best friends are a fate touched or whatever you want to call it. Wow, tonight's really fun so far. Should we go <laughs> and see this play? Probably. Uh, 
it seems like your parents are having fun shopping, and then you can see them like talking and like about the, like this pottery stuff and like. Okay, are they like talking? You want them like looking at us? Like, <laughs> are they almost done? Uh, yeah. Like your the mom, especially with her high passive, is kind of like looking over. Like, are you done? Okay, okay. They uh, probably relaxed when Felix went away. <laughs> yep. And also, and she'll kind of like look at all of you and remember it's Rena tonight. Yeah, of course. Got it. So, I'm a little concerned about your f- friend from earlier, but that can't really be helped now. So we'll just. Well, if you want, we'll we just... can corner him later and ask. If I know him or if he's part of. Well, if he. Let's I mean, we just... could do it skillfully. Una. And una. Too much. You. Una. Too much. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from, but it's too much. If she's worried about it, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask him. Well, no, he he left. So I mean, I would assume that if he wanted something bad, he would. What is anyone telling them that they saw me here make a difference? If he really wanted to get leverage, he would be actively, probably trying to pretend like he doesn't know me. So maybe it's just I don't know. Maybe he thought I looked like somebody else. <laughs> or we uh, we could have just made him extremely uncomfortable. That it could just be more like saying he was part of the Thieves Guild in front of. Yeah, I can't imagine what so. would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> What would make him uncomfortable in any way? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, let's let's go find our seats. I'm sure the play is going to start soon. Um, and yeah, I have a little see the previews. <laughs> the what? You know, you, the previews for the next plays. Like, yeah, letting you know, like the next 10 plays that are coming up in the, you know, within two years. Yeah. In the in the the Playhouse's cinematic u- universe, <laughs> the PCU. The PCU. Oh, so it's actually funny because, like, uh, this is a quick rambling about history. Uh, with Shakespeare, I mean, there were a lot of playwrights that would write like history plays, and Shakespeare did a lot of history plays. So he did like an entire saga on like the War of the Roses, basically. Uh, as propaganda for legitimizing the Tudors taking power because they were not as legitimate. <laughs> So he had to make mm. all the other rulers look like a crazy, crazy bastard. So it seemed more possible. Sounds a bit Trumpish, but okay. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm legit. It's fine. Uh, okay. So actually, on that note, you guys were outside for a little bit longer talking, collecting the parrots. Uh, Felix, you make your way into the theater and get you say whatever your ticket number is. You haven't really looked at it and you get escorted to like the second floor area. There's like a bench. There's already some people like surrounding you and stuff like that. And you have your seat. The entire area next to you is still open. You're just kind of waiting and sitting there and thinking about it. Um, And then Aaron knows where this is going after about another 10 minutes. The party that you just left downstairs makes their way up and Rhiannon is like looking at the ticket numbers and she says, all right, they're numbered like this. So it sh- we should be right here. Oh, yep. This must be us with all these open spots. Um, <laughs> and then like looks up and sees Felix sitting there again. Uh, now not in his cloak and wearing, describe what you're wearing since you figured it out while you're on the phone with grandma. Uh, it's the Elvish uh, dial. Uh, let me... I wrote it down. So it's that elvish style tunic and leggings. The tunic is uh, sort of dove gray-ish. I I guess that would be the right color if I'm thinking of it right. Black leggings. uh, And it's uh, 
embroidered uh, with uh, various flowers and whatnot. And uh, I will just say this uh, to uh, Nora, if you're looking at the embroidery, you're probably going to quite easily recognize that rosemary has quite the predominance on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty common for fey stuff. Rosemary is considered yeah. an important plant. Uh, kind of all standing there awkwardly and see him. Uh, you can see around and like freeze a little bit like, oh, he's sitting here too. Looking a bit Yay! closer. Awkward. I mean, we did tell like, him our ticket, so maybe his he just asked someone to switch a seat so he could sit next to us. No. So what's the or what's the what is Felix's reaction to seeing everyone come up and sit? Is it a I've been cursed by the gods? Is it <laughs> pretty much. Uh he just looks up and uh, just mm -hmm. mutters, who did I offend? <laughs> wow! Did you just hear him say that? Uh-huh. Um, how are you? Who's going to sit where? There's like basically two little benches. Like you guys have a bench, uh, Felix on the one start of the next bench over, and then there's another bench behind it where it's like a little bit raised. So you guys could sit like with. Let me see. How many of you are there? There's well, you five or two sit parents in the back. Row. Five, two parents, and so that's eight plus Rhiannon. So nine of us. Rina. <laughs> well, Rina. Yeah. yeah, but this is above table. Yeah, this is right. above um, table. I feel like Nora would want to sit in between Rowan and probably Papa, and then Mama okay. would be next to him. Okay, so you four right. go in the back row. It would probably be on the end somewhere. Well, like if, 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 Nora wants, you came up. if Nora wants to sit with us, then we should probably sit in the front row. She's a little bit shorter, so she's not blocked by anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the stairs are, and the seats are also like they go up a little bit in the back because there yeah. are some more rows behind you. So. Yeah. So they're tiered. So yeah, the back row. So you're in tiered. the front. Are we like at the balcony? Yeah, you're at the edge of the balcony on yeah. the second floor up. Yeah. So then, yeah, let's, I'll actually let's, post a let's picture. Sit in the front. Okay. Uh -huh. That's okay. what the thing looks like. Um, yeah, so you guys are walking up. You you got your seats. So that means then the f four of you are in the back row then? <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, Una just wants to be at the end of a cap. She doesn't like feeling trapped, so she can be like towards the aisle. I mean, I'm going to try and sit next to Reno, but... Do it. Do it. Yeah, she'll, she'll let you. She doesn't, she's waiting to see where everyone sits down, and then she'll sit down. Surprise, Andrew... Or not Andrew. Josh is on the front and trying to sit next to Nora. That's why Nora's thought. already sandwiched in between her parents That's and true. her brother. He's yeah, I mean, he's being respectful. Muscled out. Nora yeah, doesn't get a lot of family time, so she's like. But Hans and Franz will happily sit next to Lyra. Oh. No, but it, it's the, I thought you were on the same row though. Is it just like four and four? Yeah. I'm sp I well, guess. Wait, how many yeah, was there in total? Because there... there's nine of us. With then... Yeah, well. Oh, so it's five Felix. and four? Well, then Hans and Franz will just sit right behind Nora. Sit behind Nora. You're sitting by, I guess, Una, and then your brother, and then Rhiannon. So, yeah, cool. Anyway, 
Is that <laughs> so who is Felix next to? Yes, that's what I'm Felix like. is probably next to on the end because it who's in the front row? It would probably be next to Rowan. Okay, we'll just say your dad's on the very end then, next to Felix. <laughs> he got sketched out by the thief thing. Um, Rihanna um, is- I think it would be better if Rowan would be sitting next to him and like swap where Mama and Papa are sitting. Fe yeah, Felix, so Felix me, Nora, Papa, Mama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> sure. Very important. Very important. Seating is the uh, most important thing of any engagement. I mean, you never know. Like I said, a bomb could go off. There's right. a reason Una's prepared. <laughs> Jeez. And Jeez. I'll be the farthest seat in our row. Okay. Sounds good. Farthest seat. So then I get yeah, Rihanna would probably sit by you. Uh so yeah, you guys are seated for the play. Uh, Felix, do you make any small talk with them, or do you just play it cool? Do any of you talk to Felix? I mean, I was gonna hide. Yeah. Been he... like, oh, funny seeing you here. <laughs> he gives a tired smile. <laughs> and as I as I like shuffle past him, I'll kind of like sigh for and just kind of like keep going. What did he say? Sorry, sorry, sorry. for Una. Una? <laughs> he nods. <laughs> sorry uh, about my reaction. I'm a bit. I had a long night last night. <laughs> and uh, since you're close, you can actually see that he does have bags under his eyes, like he did not sleep well. <laughs> In the slightest. Do do you do you mind me asking what happened? Uh, I honestly can't share the specifics, but uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Were nobles involved? Someone say noble nonsense. Uh, no. Oh, just just oh, nonsense. Okay, just checking. Just regular nonsense. Why are you asking about nobles? Because they're always up to some nonsense. Present company accepted, of course. Uh, Felix looks... And he doesn't say that looking at anyone in particular. He just kind of says it. Says it to the, the sky. Says it to the god of all. <laughs> the god of all. <laughs> says it to any nobles in the close vicinity. Well, I never. <laughs> we hear someone from three rows back say, I never. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, who else is making up your group tonight? Um, well, it's it's um, my mama and my papa are visiting for Nora's birthday, um, and our friend Rena. Ah, oh, it. Ah. Uh, when is Nora's birthday? Oh, it's today. Uh, Nora, your birthday's today? Rhiannon says. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. How how old are you now? Oh, um, well, she kind of is just like, like fumbling with like, 
numbers and like not really wanting to say specific things. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 20. Well, I guess we'll both be 20 at the same time then for at least a few more months. And then she'll kind of like, you know, like do like a like a I don't know, like a pinky promise thing. Like <laughs> we'll both be we're both 20s together or something, you know. Nora will reciprocate back and just give her a little mm. smile. Yeah. Twinsies, but not quite. Uh, Felix quickly looks back towards the East Age. <laughs> <laughs> shady motherfucker. <laughs> so much shade. Uh, so much shade. Um, well, we probably should take our seats. I'm sure that they're going to start probably pretty soon. Um, so everyone kind of like sits down, you're chilling. Uh, you're sitting in this small seating area. There's giddy voices of all ages floating around you. Uh, it's filling the air with a weird apprehensive energy. In this circular building, you just loom above the stage, looking at a slight downward angle. About three fourths of the uh, pit, uh, there's standing room where the people who didn't really pay as much to get in stand shoulder to shoulder to watch from the ground level. Um, and the chalice itself is illuminated by soft lights, do like dozens of them glowing around the stands and the area so people can kind of see. And it gives the space a sense of intimacy and the stage below you itself is actually dark. There's nothing illuminating it. So it is a blank space of the imagination. After a little bit longer, small talk is made, and then the lights around you all begin to dim. The flames growing so small they are near extinct. Yes. What type of stage <laughs> is it? Is it like a uh, round, a thrust, a... <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's a square. What's the difference between a thrust stage and a round stage? Just so, uh, so a thrust stage... Um, well, I think that's where it has like the backstage part as well as like a protruding part. Uh, yes, um, it would be a thrust stage then because there's okay. a little bit of like a, a building house area around it where you think it looks like the actors comes out of. Um, Is and it then there's raised like too then? A so little the bit, back, yeah. So da uh, upstage is technically like usually like a couple inches, if not even a foot higher than downstage. Yeah, yep, it's definitely okay. raised a bit. There's an elevation change. Okay. okay. Sorry. I just I just wanted to say <laughs> before before you get any further, I I have a sneaking mm -hmm. suspicion of why song wasn't available. Cuz this is the play <laughs> that you... he like has memorized. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think that's why? Yeah. I think he's uh, here. I he's in get... it. Yeah. He's probably playing. But continue. For it. <laughs> oh no, he's definitely blow. He's definitely avoiding Sophie. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Coward move, avoiding Sophie, because he's too scared that she's the girl that he's he he knew back in the orphanage. Nope. I think this is um. I have kid, no idea. Kid, kid hiding. Kid hiding. That is in. Oh, it's. <laughs> Uh, what's the what's the Vin Diesel one where he's a uh, daycare pacifier? Yeah, that one. Pacifier. Oh my the, the, god. Yes. yes. The, the kid. The kid. The kid in that was in in a production of uh, The Sound of Music, and he was hiding yeah. it. But they thought he was a Nazi. <laughs> yep. I remember that. I remember yeah. That. That yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's that song in this case. Which. I mean, being I'm an actor is apparently worse than being a Nazi. 
Well, I mean, I understood why they thought. So he dyed his hair platinum blonde. He was kind of a punk kid before. And then he had like a swastika armband in his locker because it was part of his costume. So I get why they were concerned. Yeah. I think we could have investigated a bit more. Like, oh, but right. at the same I, time. Like... I saw a thing where it was like, like FBI or, you know, FBI worker. Uh, hey, boss, this guy, this, this person's been uh, Googling how to mur murder somebody without leaving a trace using cyanide or whatever it was and it was like should i report him and the boss comes over it's like uh no they've also looked up uh other ways to say some phrase like they're obviously an author don't yeah. worry about it <laughs> yep, yep, yep. that's true <laughs> that is true okay anyway uh anyway, lights dim uh after some time, the lights around you begin to dim, the flames growing so small they are near extinguished. In the darkness, people quiet, and the energy in the air grows with each passing moment, the anticipation building. Suddenly, the stage grows brighter as lights from above shoot down on a well-dressed halfling man. He removes his hat with a feather in it and bows to the audience before straightening. Good people of Feyen, I thank you for attending tonight's performance. I beg your indulgence for the evening, as we must leave the present day and the confines of this humble stage. Not only must I take you from this simple stage of wood, I must bring you far afield to battlegrounds and haunted moors which evil deeds are performed. Not only must we leave the confined realm of the present, but also that of time itself. For I must take you to a long time ago when the Iron Valley was raw and wild, and dark figures led men astray, I beg you not to see these as actors upon a stage, but manifestations of long-dead spirits who fell from the wanton ambitions of a queen so foul she was the last to rule. And everyone in the crowd's like, ooh. And then he steps back into the darkness and everything's quiet again. That was a moment. If you guys wanted to say anything, you could. Otherwise, I'm going to continue with narration. Real question. <laughs> yes. Has Una been to a play before? Mm, would she have ever fancied going? I don't... I don't know. I don't think so. She's probably heard of them, and she knows that there's, okay. like, traveling minstrel performances, and that every... Basically, the equivalent of December in this realm, they have, like... It's kind of the god of festivals, and... Uh, masks so there would be a lot of public performances so she's probably seen them like gone by but she's never been in a playhouse probably and seen them i wasn't sure like clapping rules like if she would all of a sudden start clapping because the lights went down i mean people like kind of are quiet because they're kind of caught up in the atmosphere of it and nobody clapped after he said that so it just kind of just let the it's like he just appeared as a guide and then vanished again Rowan's already so, on the edge everyone's of the seat. <laughs> Moments pass, and the lights begin to rise again on the stage, now wrought in a fog which rolls slowly across the wood, stopping just at the edge of it before spilling over onto the ground. In this fog, three women appear on stage, dressed in dark clothing, their skin tattooed with bright blue markings. Upon my mark, sisters dear, the time is nigh, Comes time for mischief, now my wiles to ply. For heated blood makes men unwise, and easier to fall for delicious lies. How you speak truth, my sisters dear, 
We must act now, inspire quick fear, for among the mortals we see a chance to stir their passion and add them to our trance. Fair is foul and foul is fair, hover through the fog and filthy air. The earth craves blood to soothe its need. To do so, prey on one woman's greed. The women cackle and begin to speak of sending signs to a woman who can create conflict on their behalf with the others people in the region descended from the noble gods they say despairingly they narrate how they want to take a recent disagreement between the people over a gift and stir up conflict between the widow of a respected clan leader they speak of sending signs to her to spark conflict and laugh at the upcoming bloodshed it sounds like the <clears throat> Uh, the Bendaya. Does Rowan say that? <laughs> no. He can. There's time to react. No, he's he's just too he's too engulfed. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I I just had to say it. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like the sisters <laughs> from the Bendaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's almost close, like close, the uh, Ember Island player version of the sisters. It I mean, seems like a different version of an outside culture's view of Right, it, yeah, it's like uh, their uh, misinterpretation of mm -hmm. who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should the have three cabbages. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rihanna leans over to you and says, they haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> They are misinterpreting the sisters. You think this is supposed to be your goddesses? Maybe. Uh, could you do, do the um the the three women? What are their? Uh, I don't remember if you described their hairs. Uh, they didn't look like they had any specific okay. air colors in general. Like they, they it wasn't like all like how you've seen the Bendaya portrayed with like, you know, one's got this hair color, one's got this hair color, one's got this color. It's kind of like a, a hodgepodge of one of them's a brunette, one of them's got black hair, one's got like blonde hair. Like, you know, it's just... I mean, that's close. <laughs> no. The Bendaya all have red hair. It's just different shades of it. Oh, I mean, with okay. supernatural I, elements. I thought, I thought for sure one of them had like black hair. I thought Florian uh, had one... black hair. Florian's hair is so deep and dark of red of like blood that is pooling and congealing. That's how I describe oh. it. So it's so red it's brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, versus Moru's is the color of uh like red leaves, and then Angid's okay. literally looks like Obviously an orange fire. fire. Yeah, okay. looks like an actual okay. flame. So you know that's kind of hard to translate to 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 mortals. Yep, yep. Uh they they wasn't in the costume budget, all right. They got a they got a thin <laughs> margin to work. Quick, we have to redo. Also, how do you create that dye? We got to redo this costume. We used it in the Merchant of Venice, and now it's got to be in the Taming of the Shrew. Quick, <laughs> so this so these ends. So okay. many costumes have been reused. You have no oh, yeah. idea. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So the three women head to the far right end of the stage and huddle as the sound of a horse approaches. Then a woman dressed in green with long flowing red hair about middle age arrives on stage, pantomimes tying up her horse and then takes a moment to pray on the ground, like kneeling and praying. Um, she narrates that she's standing in the sacred, near a sacred stream and uh, 
a holy place to her deities. And she then stands very gracefully and ex basically addresses the audience um, and ponders if she should exact revenge on the Southerners for their aggression. One moment, I got a note for Lauren. No, Lauren, there's not an actual horse on stage. Aww. They just had this, they didn't have that in the book. <laughs> Gosh, what a <laughs> shitty budget! <laughs> How much money did we pay for the show again? <laughs> oh my Actually, god! Actually, not that much, it. really. No, we yeah, didn't. you paid like five gold, gold for, all for all of you. Yeah, for all of two us. Benches. Yeah. And adventures of our level is that's like five dollars. <laughs> that's How cheap much tickets. How could a how much could a banana be worth? Right. Ten dollars. Um, uh, she, she ponders and asks the audience in a one-sided conversation, should she exact revenge for the Southerner's aggression and disparages their leader, Garyon Belmont, who wins all with smiles and charms. She sneers over how she finds him and his people vile and detestable moving in. And... Basically, she's uh, lamenting how weak her husband's alliance was with him, and now that the conflict is brewing over the gifts and his will, she wishes for a sign, and if she should listen now to her husband's wise words on his deathbed, or act on this perceived aggression. Then the lighting goes dim suddenly, like very quickly, and the actress looks like she's being startled on stage, and suddenly she gasps as an illusionary shape of a wolf crosses over the stage, snarling and howling, writhing in kind of like black smoke, and uh, then three of the voices of the goddesses that you heard earlier urge violence to her and say, Hail, Brianna! Widow fair and red of hair, we three speak to thee and demand of you, vengeance you must pursue. With powers foul, you will deceive and charge the clans to call you queen. Uh, the terrifying vision fades amongst the smoke and the light comes back up on the stage. Uh, yeah, see, told you. Totally, this is totally a misinterpretation of the Bendaya. Yeah, I mean, Farian maybe, but... Yeah, um, Farian would send the wolf, but not yeah. necessarily... Uh, encourage revenge. Yeah, especially that that foul magic. I mean, no. Yeah, we should have bought fruit. Who is this Brianna? Well, do we have anyone named Brianna in our history that maybe uh, we have ever heard about? Give me a history check. Diggy dig dug dig do do. Fifteen. Diggy dig do. Twelve. Twelve. Uh. <sighs> Hans and Franz Andrew's character. Uh, you're you're you don't remember anybody in your family like history because you know there was all these independent tribes and mm -hmm. stuff. You kind of know there are stories that like you you're like we didn't really have the the settled people, which was your dad's side of the tribe, like they had more clans. And sometimes like there was stories of when they they need to unify people under the goddesses' commands to fight off some sort of like monster threat. They would appoint like a king or a queen. And it would be like the tribes together would elect this position. So you're like, It'd almost that be like Caesar's sort right. of it's elected for that period and then once mm -hmm. once the threat is is done for all right disband yeah. the disband the presidency mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of times the tribes would kind of keep 
like the tribes that were nomadic and the tri the clans that were staying in the same place, if they worship the same goddesses, they're like, well, if everybody who's a leader from these tribes can appoint one person to be kind of like the leader in this area, we'll all come together and agree to follow them until this threat's taken care of. It's, it was like a democracy version. So you're like, this right. sounds familiar, but you don't remember a name. Yeah. Out of curiosity, uh, she, like, are you, who's sitting, like, so Rhiannon's next to you, are you brothers sitting next to each other? No, or I think, were you I think Hans and, I think she's sandwiched between us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah Rhiannon's a sandwich She's in the middle of this, this conversation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She says, there was a, this is based on the history of the, the <sighs> Belmont's conquering of the Iron Valley, I think, I'm positive Brianan was the uh, was a was a clan leader. Attempted conquering of the Iron Valley. <laughs> well, they they did conquer it because they conquered no, they their family rules. They conquered their portion that they kept, but they couldn't take us out. Okay. We still have huge tracts of land. Huge tracts of land. Great plot. And then we built the second castle. Castle sank into the swamp. <laughs> Third castle set on fire, rolled down a hill, and then sank into the swamp. The swamp. But the fourth castle stayed up. Um, um, this doesn't really jive with the Bandaya, but there's clearly some sort of dramatization of it, if you will. While I know that the Balmonts had taken most of the coast and, and whatnot. I mean, even the eye really kept the, the hills, the hills and the, and the main inland areas. But let's see how the play progresses. I don't think it's going to get much better for our people, but brother. <laughs> no, probably not. But I'm kind of interested if they introduce the bear. Yeah, he was, he's not a happy person. I mean, happier than the wolf, probably. Well, maybe. Uh, the the woman uh the terrifying vision fades and the woman speaks excitedly her whole body shaking as she's been given a divine sign for vengeance so uh she does another like address to the audience where she says that she will go off and speak to the other clan leaders and begin fighting back against belmont and his people and the stage goes black uh and then it looks like there's a little bit of a scene change uh it opens on this time, like the the smoke is completely gone now. You're not sure how they just dissipated it so quickly, but it looks like there's some sort of like terrain hallucination going on the stage now where it's like a grassy meadow. And this scene, unlike the last one where the lighting was more kind of cool and creepy, now it's all kind of bright and sunny on the stage. Like there's warmer tones. You're like, oh, it's supposed to be a bright sunny Oh, so day. this is going to be the bell months. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if actual theater productions had magic and could just be like, oh, right. that scene changed. There'd be like, no, we, we wouldn't even have movies at this to, point. Right. Like you basically have a high level bard, sorcerer, or wizard on staff mm -hmm. who could That'd just cast so major image and literally create anything you want. Yep. Yep. Do you yep. have any idea how much like backstage uh, area that would save? Especially uh, for like theaters yep. with even, like, like, intense like, effects. Even yep. low-level theaters would just have, like, minor illusion going. Yeah. Yep. They'd have yep. minor illusion. Um, Disguise self. The, the other, like, low-level image spell. What if, like what if... It looks like it's going to run a production, what if, what if every... What if every... Um, every produ production house was owned by a wizard and it was their, like... Um, uh, 
Their what's, wizard tower? Yeah, yeah, like 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 Caleb's the, Caleb's tower. The the the, the theater is yeah. just like the bottom level. It's and just, just oh, it's okay, guys. You're missing out because all it is like, is you have nice. an orchestra in the pit. <laughs> yeah. And as the musician musicians are playing, they're doing spells, you know, and yes, their right. magic's getting cast out onto the stage. Then yes, yep. Like and they're playing in tandem. Hundred percent. Cool. Let's do this. keep them bards oh, on yeah. staff. Let's just yeah, let's just write that out. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are friends with two, although one is really angry at the other one right now that she's never met before. Um. So, uh, anyway, the scene opens. They have some hallucinatory terrain. It's all bright and sunny on the ground. Uh, and this time it opens on another woman walking out. Looks like there's a couple like uh, men walking with her. She is. Younger, probably like mid-teens. She's wearing a more youthful flowing dress and has flowers throughout her hair. Um, throughout the dialogue, you find out her name is... <laughs> I forgot what I named this bitch. <laughs> you didn't have it written down? No, it's... It's... Rihanna. Because <laughs> I was like, what's close to Rihanna? Rihanna, beautiful. And then I forgot I gave wow. Rihanna's name is Rena, like, because it's it's basically just Rena, like, <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, oh God. Okay, guys. Well, what does it just... mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it till now. That's funny. Okay. Uh, she's. Japan. She's speaking with a man called Dion and recounts the strange fits her mother has been under lately and her maternal nature has grown cold. Dean tells her not to worry and that things should be fine, saying her mother would not go against her honorable father's last wishes. Uh, she reluctantly agrees after a little bit of back and forth and then begs his leave to go pick flowers in the field. And then like the other guys kind of like just go off and whatever. So then she, as they part ways, she addresses the audience saying that you must not think me a child, but she admits that she has not had much experience with the outside world in the time and has no guidance outside of her mother's. And she wishes she had someone like her noble father around to still guide her. And she misses him and still worried about her mother's strange, uh, strange behaviors and the way she's talked lately. Um, as she's kind of addressing the audience and like picking flowers, there's another spotlight that kind of like shows up on the right side of the stage. Um, and this time there's like a handsome young man that comes out dressed like a knight, bearing like a bright golden eagle on his chest. Um, and he begins to address the audience, kind of talking about how he's cons he's leaving his people for the day and felt the need to just go out and explore a bit. And then uh, sees her from a distance picking flowers and then says like, she looks familiar. And then he approaches and tries talking to her. Um, she doesn't really want to talk to him and then kind of says who she is and says that I shouldn't really want to talk to you. And he says, he reintroduces himself saying that if she is in fact, uh, the noble daughter, Rihanna, then basically he knows her by her reputation and reminds her that he was a friend with her father. And then they kind of talk a bit and then it goes into like full, like prose flirty dialogue you know he's telling her she's pretty like a flower she's saying he's her a gallant or blah da da it's it's pretty cringeworthy wait so this is the daughter of the lady whose husband died. of the village yep yeah so this, she's she's a daughter of the bendaya correct am i, am I yeah. mis 
She's, so the queen in this play that you kind of get the idea from, the one who opened the monologue talking to the creepy women was Brianna. This is uh, <laughs> Rihanna, and uh, she's talking to who you assume is Belmont because he's got the gold eagle on his chest. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and you can see during this scene, like, Rihanna is specifically like, oh my god, <laughs> like, this is yeah. I note like, that Felix was also, he face-palmed when uh, she was said she was going to go out to the fields to pick flowers, and he's kind of starting to go just more, a bit more still with the cringeworthy uh, flirtations. Yeah, I, Hans and Franz is definitely like, uh, I, I lean over to Rihanna and I say, Maybe if we ever get back, if my brother and I ever get back to a village, you'll have to come out and see one of our performances. They're much better than this. <laughs> it's probably less awkward when you know it's not your it's not your family's story that you're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, some of them are like, about my family, but yeah, but they're not smart. my family. <laughs> I don't care if I watched your relatives flirt with each other. It's just weird seeing mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably her great 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 grandfather and great great yeah, no, great I, grandmother I, i'm gathering that but mm -hmm. he's like right so if this guy's related that would to thus you, make you related <laughs> and if she's from the tribes i mean she's probably not from my tribe but so is your bloodline Tied in with the tribes? I don't think I don't think they're tied in with your tribe specifically. No, not my tribe, but but just the people of the Bendaya in general. I don't think so. I mean, it's kind of we'll talk a little bit more after the play, but essentially, like he's my great 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 grandfather, and then she's on my mother's side of the family. Yes, Aaron. This as I was just realizing that. Um, we knew above table that she was a not Belmont. We also knew in character, at least I Belmont. know Belmont. Uh, yeah. I did, and we knew did. that where she's yeah. from. Yeah, we knew. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. couldn't yeah, remember. You know she's we, a Belmont. Couldn't yep. remember if we knew. Yeah, because she's uh, a political ward of the state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right now. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about the later this is I mean some of this is very hard to watch but <laughs> see how this goes uh and I she kind of like that. looks down and sees the the Felix's face palming and she's like it looks like I'm not the only one cringing at this oh yeah no Hans and Franz has been like ooh uh, and then he takes out his raspberries and is like Hans about for if she forgot wants them or or the almonds she kind of like eats them and is like, is I'll reach across <laughs> Is this what you do in the Vendaya to diffuse awkward situations as you offer snacks? Yeah, it's also a good way to keep your energy up. It's probably a good, it's a good idea for uh, council meetings. Yeah, the raspberries, the fruit has a natural sugar in it to kind of keep you going. And then the almonds mm -hmm. are packed full of like well, I suppose you wouldn't know what proteins are but <laughs> packed full of things that will keep you you know going long term energy yeah keeps your strength 
You're muted. You're muted. Because so I can cut it. I can cut it. I was going to look up and like, I just wanted to see. See what? <laughs> you you were muted for a while. I'm Googling. I'm Googling. <laughs> what? Really uh, what? Kind of, of, sorry. Sorry. I was, I was curious because you said it was good for energy and keeps you going. I was looking up something. Um, you were checking in... if it was an aphrodisiac? Almonds? Yes, almonds are considered an they are considered one of the oldest known aphrodisiacs and fertility symbols. <laughs> <laughs> is that true in your world though? Probably. I mean an almond is an properties. almond. <laughs> an almond is an almond is an almond. Uh she it kind keeps, of like it she kinda eats going it. And going yeah, she, and she kind going. of like eats it and like gives you a look and she's like, they say that they're good for a lot of things and just kind of like eats it and whatever and then goes back to watching the play. Nora's gonna lean over to <laughs> Rowan and she's just gonna whisper. Do you think this is how all nobles end up meeting each other? Just desecrating a beautiful wild flower patch like that? <laughs> <laughs> She's just coming uh, from the girl who met her dream boy <laughs> picking wildflowers. Oh, shit! She oh, didn't. Wow. Okay, there was no flirting there. Um, you know, I wasn't there. I can't speak to it. <laughs> She's just too caught off guard by this, like, I don't think she's using those for potion making. They wouldn't do anything together. <laughs> she's overanalyzing this because she doesn't know really. That's how I get through horror movies. I have to overanalyze it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's <laughs> the cringe factor she's trying her best to ignore. So she's trying to analyze something yeah, else. How, how are uh, their parents hand like, are they... Is like her dad really into it? And her mom was just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> yeah, they're both actually pretty interested in it because they have no context of human history. They're like, "This is a little awkward." And your the mom is like, "Yeah, you're right, Nora. If she was going to be gathering them, she would definitely not want to pluck them that way." But you know, overall, I mean, it, it is a, I am it is it is considered a romantic trope. I am told. You know, there's many stories, fey love stories, told of lovers meeting in fields, not usually in the light normally under the Wait. moonlight what kind of creepy i met brianna in a field you met her off the road fleeing from a freaking yeah it was a field and it was also a field of battle it was a field and a field of battle it was hill it was hills you but guys it, were going a field doesn't like... have to be flat <laughs> Lizzie. I see. I see where you're going. <laughs> I see where you're going. Just Apparently, Just yeah, I got you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. with you. Yeah, I got you. Okay. I mean, On the road note, went through a field. Are you going to bed, Megan? Yeah, I think so. I'm struggling okay. hardcore right now. Sounds I was, good. I poked myself. I don't know how many times, <laughs> which means it's not a good well, sign. Well, keep so. you wake up. It'll yeah. Be fine. Just, what, yeah. can, we, can we canonically say Una starts drifting off to sleep because she's oh exhausted. yeah totally okay. she's <laughs> exhausted she just starts falling asleep. Yeah. Una, who are you sitting next to again? Josh is Josh is haunting for yeah. Okay. So Josh, uh about like partway through this field dialogue, after, like you feel Una like slump against you and just start like falling asleep. Your shoulder gets really wet. <laughs> she doesn't drool or snore. She just had like that light, soft breathing sound. <clears throat> She's a delicate sleeper. She had to be because she has to sleep on watch. How's it, Tronzel, like, try to, like, shift so that 
that maybe his shoulder is just a little bit more oh, comfortable. God, yeah, you're so much taller than her. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's only 5'2". <laughs> or, or if she's just leaning he's against his arm. around his elbow. Yeah, if he's just leaning Wait. against his arm, he'd probably, like, try to, like... <laughs> push it out maybe just a little bit so it's a little more comfortable on the neck or something. <laughs> Wait, does his spell drop? Uh, I'll, huh? I'll prove that. Hold, hold does on. Does spell drop when she falls asleep? I just wouldn't know because uh, she just wouldn't be able to re-up it. Concentration. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't be able to re-up it. So. it just <laughs> she'd eventually yeah. turn back into battle Una. <laughs> we'll worry about that. Awesome. Later. Yeah, we'll worry about that later. Night, Megan. Cringy Bye. dialogue. Everyone's suffering. There's jokes about meeting people in fields and almonds. Um, you know, it's just it's been a, it's been a good night so far. The evening's picking up. Uh, there's there's cringy dialogue. Uh, the play continues on. Um, as it progresses, you can see various scenes of like uh, Brianna. And, Brianna's speaking to different uh, clan leaders and uh, kind of trying to sway them about into having battle and like repelling Belmont and his people out of their land uh, and kind of like rallying them. And as she's doing this, you can see like the, the you think they're coded as the goddesses come out on stage and like whisper things and then give her ability to perform like little miracles. And then eventually um, what really seals the deal is uh, they basically have a very, um, she goes to the stream to kind of like pray again and talk to them. And essentially they, they give her like three items and they give her a crown, um, a amulet and bracers, which is what you saw on the poster that kind of looked like it had been Daya like stuff on it that you're like, you rolled really shitty on like remembering. You're like, Oh, I saw that on the poster. Um, and with those symbols, they say that like, if the goddess, the goddesses have blessed you with those, then we will follow you. Um, into battle so she basically they anoint her queen and then she's going to lead them into war uh the scene changes again there's the field but this time um it's darker and kind of dreary and belmont and rena Re rihanna rihanna <laughs> rihanna sure rihanna rihanna meet and have a tearful moment knowing they're going to war and share a kiss uh then it's very dramatic the her mother shows up with a like deep voice the lights all go crazy and dark and lightning flashing and uh this is the coolest illusion you've seen in the show um she kind of like stretches her arm out forward and physically like lifts her daughter like up in the air where it like levitates her and then like levitates her back and like kind of hands her off to uh dion and uh which is the guy she was talking to earlier uh and he ushers her off stage to uh other men in the clan and basically then her and belmont have a bit of a heated exchange with their other like kind of council around them uh he calls her out for going against nature and being corrupted she calls him a pretentious fool who cannot understand what the gods want and that she will win um after this heated exchange and they say they will meet on the battlefield uh dion is kind of watching her retreat and belmont basically has a moment with pleading him to reconsider working for her 
he says that she is bad for the land and that they could be brothers and he's Dion seems conflicted about it knowing that like the queen seems to be going evil but he leaves uh, and then Belmont like prays to the gods to give him power to fight the evil influence and protect his people and like lightning is going off and it looks like rain is kind of happening and then everything goes dark and then uh, the lights in the theater kind of come up a, a bit and Rhiannon's like, oh, it's intermission. What? Intermission. Oh. It's there's there's a little bit of a break in the play so people can get up and stretch their legs and purchase food and stuff. Oh. So first of all, the Bendaya would not just go to war like that. Well, I mean, brother, this is a play. Yeah, I know. I'm correcting their inaccuracies. Well, you can correct the inaccuracies at Rhiannon. She didn't write the play, brother. I'm just like, you know, letting her know that they're misinterpreting our culture. Well, yeah, I think that's this play is written from their side. And it's written, it's written by somebody who may not necessarily care too much about the history, just the story. And this may make a better story. Felix uh, stands up. Uh, I'm I'm going to go get some stuff. Uh, does anyone want anything? Maybe uh, if they have like, more almonds. She'll kind of like give you a look, Felix, and she says, "I'll go with you. I actually would like some refreshment." And but like, I'm not done of, dissecting this play. And <laughs> Nora's kind of turned around at this point, and we'll talk to Hans and Franz about it in more detail. And uh, she specifically, uh, Hans and Franz, Andrew, you hear in your head Rhiannon's voice saying, don't worry, I'm going to go get Nora a birthday gift. Keep her distracted up here for a minute. I give her not up here, I give it down below the seat. <laughs> mentally, mentally thumbs up, because she used the yeah. message as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can respond. Like, yes, yes. Gods. You can respond to this message. <laughs> Felix, are you are you following uh, to go down and get refreshed? I'll be following who? Felix is leading. Rhiannon's going with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'm just checking to make sure that's still fun. Let's let you yeah. guys role play some social. All right, you guys go down. Uh, Felix, uh, you walk down with this woman to the area, and basically, she kind of after you guys get out into like the shopping district. Uh, She's, she uh, actually kind of like pulls out like a handkerchief and she says, you know, I saw this on the ground earlier. Is it yours? And she hands you like a, a handkerchief that has the exact embroidery on it that your shirt does. Uh, no. He very quickly hands it back. Give me a deception check. Uh, yeah, so that's an 11. <laughs> Okay, she's got a plus eight to her insight, so with a 15. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, she she looks kind of at you a little bit, like, irritably, and she says, what a shame. I very much wish to talk to the owner of this handkerchief and know they're okay. Rhiannon know somebody who involved with the Venerable? Find out next time on the Guardians of Fahal. Mm-hmm.